Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Welcome, everyone, to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a guest here with me today that I am very excited to welcome to the show. I think this is going to be a very interesting, definitely insight-filled conversation. Welcome to the podcast, Tanya Baldwin. Thank you. I appreciate being brought on. <laughs> we appreciate having you. So I like to start in the same place with all my guests, and that is by making sure that everyone listening is on the same page and they have the context that they need to get the most they can out of this conversation. So for those people, go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do? So I have a very broad uh, group of things that I do in that I am a registered nurse by trade, but I traded that in <laughs> for trauma wellness healing. And it's, I call it a healer thing because I use energetics in my healing. Um, I embody a bit of being a witch at the same time. So I do energetics, crystal healing. I work with the moon. Um, I guide people through their trauma using, I do Oracle card readings as well. Um, but I have the foundations of nursing, uh, the background in mental health with scientific knowledge to support it. I understand medications, health and wellness. So I've taken all of that education and experience that I have from my nursing and combined it with holistic practices and wellness that is not something, you know, medication wise. So, you know, treating your trauma, using uh, meditation, using mindfulness, um, exercise, nutrition, and then incorporating, like I said, the energetics healing and the kind of witchy stuff. Okay. And so uh, why this? I have a lived experience with it. So initially, I think I've always been interested in a little bit of the um, the holistic or the what people might somewhat call woo woo. Uh, when I was in my 20s, I found out that I um, actually have Mohawk ancestry. I was tutoring a girl in the Aboriginal Resource Center and someone walked in and went, hey, I know you. And I was like, I don't know you. And he was like, yeah, your grandma is my aunt. And that sparked the conversation and found out that I had the uh, Mohawk ancestry. And so I started delving into like herbology and just, you know, natural concepts of, you know, respecting mother nature and things like that. But it doesn't pay bills. <laughs> At that point, I had children. So it was nursing seemed to be, you know, the kind of the direction my life went in many directions before it got to nursing, but nonetheless, it got there eventually. <laughs> and I worked really hard. I was really successful. Um, I got to the what I would consider to be somewhat of the pinnacle of my career. I was working as the director of nursing in, at a hospital in long term care. I was part of senior management and helped run the hospital. 
And I started getting sick more and more frequently. And eventually I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and struggled with that for a while before I decided to take a medical leave of absence. When I went on that leave of absence, it it ended up causing um, all the unresolved trauma that I really thought I'd dealt with, but clearly hadn't, um, to come forward. So I then was diagnosed with anxiety, depression, panic disorder, and complex PTSD. And upon further um, diagnosis and you know testing and stuff like that, they took the um, multiple sclerosis diagnosis away and actually diagnosed me with what's called functional neurological disorder. So because I had experienced trauma from pre-birth and then the earliest abuse that I suffered was at six months of age, um, my nervous system didn't wire correctly. So when I get super stressed out, I end up displaying symptoms of MS. My body doesn't see it as anything differently, but it's actually just the miswiring of the nervous system that led to that. So I went through the traditional forms of trying to heal. I went to, you know, saw a psychologist, a psychiatrist. I even saw a neuropsychiatrist because of the functional neurological disorder. I took cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy. And then because of the person that I am and the way that I function, I delved into it. I was like, well, I'm going to learn everything I can about trauma because this is not a life for me. I'm sedated to the point I can't work and I will never be able to work as long as I keep myself in these with these medications that are keeping my panic under control but they're not helping me to live so i started looking at how i could heal i started following all of the major uh trauma individuals like gabor mate stephen porges uh, peter levine and so on and delved into like compassionate inquiry the polyvagal theory somatic experiencing and on and on and on and when I went through that, plus, you know, picking up some Joe Dispenza and other things along that line, I was able to actually heal my trauma. I started uh, navigating a reduction in my medications um, with the support of my healthcare team, although it was me that was pushing for it more than anything, until um, I ended up weaning myself off of all the medications. And through the practices that I incorporated in my life, I was able to heal my trauma and get to a point where I have an amazing resiliency toolkit that allows me to function. If something comes up, I know what to go to, right? I know what tools to use to, to navigate through that. So once I did that, I was just like, I want to help everybody. I want to help more people. Like there's there's a way through to the other side where you can be happy, healed and whole, and you don't have to use medications, which I find are more of a bandage for the situation than actual true healing. Okay, nice. And so, so I appreciate you sharing your story. Um, that's an incredible story. Um, and it's cool that you, you took what you learned and your experiences and you turned it into, you know, a business helping other people. Cause that, I feel like that's a lot of how entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs start their business that way. Right. Or they go through these challenges and they figure out how, you know, they figure out a way around them. And they realize yeah. so many other people suffer those same challenges. So, Hey, mm-hmm. might as well help them with that and maybe make a little money doing it. So I think that's amazing that you're able to do that for yourself. Yeah. Did So I, I, I just, just for clarification, um, did you have any business experience before this? 
Not really. Um, the business experience I would have acquired would have been through my management, really the management experience, but not actually running uh, a company in any way. So that was something else that I had to learn along um, this whole journey was putting pieces together on, you know, you have to learn about marketing and sales and you have to learn about, you know, all of the different programs that you're running. Um, and so I ended up uh, last or earlier this year, I ended up getting a business coach to help me with some of those pathways that I wasn't experienced with so that I could actually get the business running better um, rather than just fumbling along like a foal with like shaky legs. <laughs> so that helped a lot um, for sure. Right. That, that, that's, and I understand. I mean, any amount helps when you're looking to start a business like that. So I get it. So um, you started the business, you had a little bit of experience inside helping people with this. Um, how was the journey there? I mean, you know, starting a business is definitely, there's a lot you don't realize you need to know until after you've started it. So give us some insight into some of the, you know, into that journey. So the, a lot of the struggles for me too, were that I didn't have any stability or foundation in my home environment as well. So I've been, you know, working, I, I took a, for a moment, I, I moved back here after I did my healing journey, which is Ontario. And I started working actually in mental health um, in an inpatient uh, facility, and which allowed me the opportunity to take what I had constructed as my trauma wellness programming and use it with the clients that were there to find out that A, it was, it was effective and that it was well received. So that gave me the understanding of how to do that um, in a better way. So that, that, that really helped with the foundations of the program um, and then, you know, you're taking little pieces of education everywhere that I could picking up, you know, like, uh, how do I learn this process? How do I learn that process? And just putting it together slowly over time. But I was also moving all over the place. I moved from, I don't know, I probably moved six times in the last year. And this place that I'm in now is even again, it's a temporary six month rental. So I'll be moving again in six months, packing up the company and, and continuing to move with it throughout has been a challenge and also working because I was still working um, until last week. Uh, it was just last week that I actually resigned from my nursing role um, and moved across the country once more. And now I'm full time within my business. So it's just setting up those structures and the foundation that really um, was the biggest part of it, you know, like having um, re recording your programming, um, like just all of it. I just keep thinking about like how much there was to do when you're picking up those pieces initially. It's, it's a lot of work. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. And you know, learning all of it, you know, kind of on the fly is never it's never easy, right? Pretty much all entrepreneurs <laughs> know that struggle. <laughs> yeah. So t t give us a little bit more of an insight now into, into your clients and what you help them with and how you help them. So give us kind of a, kind of an inside look into, into what it looks like to actually work with you. Yeah. So normally I work with people that are approaching burnout. I want to catch them before they actually do, or they have a breakdown, right? For me, I waited until I had the burnout and the breakdown before then I was like, okay, now this is the time to heal because I had no other choice, but it's much easier to heal when you're still standing than it is when you're flat on your back. And they've done so much research with trauma now to in the implications for your health when you've not resolved your trauma and you're staying in those stress uh, responses of fight or flight or freeze and disassociate and fawn 
your system isn't, your immune system isn't functioning appropriately. And there's a lot of inflammation that's going on. So they've found that a lot of the autoimmune disorders and other diseases are actually caused by that being in that inflammatory state long-term. So, you know, I try to target people to say before you crash, like do it while you're standing so that you're not on your back or you haven't, you know, got into a position where you can't work and then you don't have the money to, and you're just hoping that you'll heal some way. The way that I work with my programming, so I used to have my program, which is three months, but I've extended it to six months because then why offering it at the same price by extending it over six months, it makes it seem like it's half the price um, so that it can reach more people for affordability. And that sessions, I give three um, sessions minimum where it's a one-on-one session with me and that's where we're creating safety and security within your body, within your environment. And I'm giving you some toolkits initially just to be able to help you because when we're dealing with trauma, there's always the the possibility of a re-exposure to trauma, And a lot of times I found with my own experience with therapists is that they don't create that safety first. They just delve in. And sometimes people don't have the toolkit to handle the emotions or what they're going to expose within themselves. So my first thing is always to create that safety. I do five days a week where I do group programming as well that they would have, you know, they would be able to attend all of those five group sessions each week. And then as well, I have pre-recorded, um, content that allows them that they can study through at their own pace that talks about things like, you know, understanding some of the unhelpful coping uh, mechanisms that you've put in place to protect yourself or to get attention um, to help them navigate through those types of things. So it's a combination. There's the word (laughs) as a combination between some individual sessions with me, a lot of group sessions, and then pre-recorded training that they can move through at their own pace is what I do. So. There it is. That's amazing. I, I I love to hear it. I mean, that's that's powerful work. You know what I mean? And I, I, that's I love on my podcast talking to entrepreneurs who are doing unique and interesting work like you are. So that leads me to my next question. And, and on my podcast, I'm a really big fan of actionable advice. Right? I like you know I like listeners to be able to take something from this and actually use it and run with it. Right. Perfect. I've got great tips. <laughs> oh yeah. So why don't you go ahead and give us some of your tips? Okay. So one of the biggest things that I did for my healing was I became absolutely obsessed with the now, right? Because we spend so much time in our minds. And the only moment that actually truly exists is this current moment that we're in. Everything else is just a figment of your imagination. And it's whether you're imagining something that hasn't happened or you're reimagining something that's already occurred. So when you pull yourself into the present moment, that's where you get to the real stuff, what's really happening and what you actually have the opportunity to change and affect action during. Um, But if you do have a moment where your emotions are elevated and you feel your heart rate spike up and, you know, maybe, you know, you have anxiety. A lot of us don't think that we do. Um, We're functioning in that go, go, go state. And we think that, oh, I'm just a really busy bee. I just like, you know, like I'm fun. I'm just, I like to do things, you know, like I'm very productive and stuff, but some of us actually can't shut off. We feel that when we take that moment of rest, that we're somehow losing our value or our worth, we have to be doing stuff to be worthy as opposed to just being a human being. So if you do have a moment where you're getting anxious and you want a quick way to bring yourself back down, You can take your fingers and you can just trace a figure eight around your eyes. 
And you'll do this until it makes you yawn. And once you yawn, that's your parasympathetic nervous system kicking on board. And that's what you want. You want that parasympathetic nervous system to bring back, come back into play, bring you back into regulated and balanced emotions. So it's one, it's just super, just a super quick little thing. You might feel like you're a little bit foolish doing this if you're out in public. So then if you want, you can always use your thumb and rub it against your fingers and just absorb yourself in the feeling of your fingers and the fingerprints. And you can repeat to yourself, where am I here? What time is it now? And I like that one because it's really portable. You can do it anywhere. You could be in the middle of a business meeting and start to feel yourself get anxious or get elevated and just do that underneath the table. They wouldn't even see you moving your fingers. And in your mind, you're just saying that over and over and over again. You might miss some of the information that other people are sharing, but if it beats, you know, having, you know, a full blown panic attack or something like that, I would rather do this and miss some of the information (laughs) as a balance. Right, right. I think that that's powerful because I know a lot of people, you know, struggle with, you know, anxiety and things uh, generally. And so having a, you know, tools like that to be able to help mm-hmm. is is pretty amazing. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, okay, I have one last question for you. I'm, I'm curious. When you started, when you decided you were going to take this and turn it into a business, Right. When you decided you were going to become an entrepreneur and take that experience and then, you know, make a business out of it and help other people do, you know, with those struggles, what was your biggest fear and did that fear end up coming true? I think that everybody, when they're first starting out, or I feel like it seems to be a common thing is that people have that imposter syndrome where they think, you know, oh, who am I to tell anybody what to do? And I've always been like, super educated, right? Like I, I, you know, I, I ran away from my trauma through education and work. That's how I know what other people do is because I did the same thing. And, you know, like, yeah, sure. I was wickedly successful in my career. And, you know, and I, you know, I could learn anything and I can get straight A's. That's awesome. (laughs) But, you know, when you're not, you know, having great relationships and you're struggling and things like that, like you feel like you're, you're, you don't measure up to other people, like inside your mind, like there's that like inherent thing, like there's something wrong with me. Right. And I, I derived that from, you know, my childhood of being told repeatedly I was not good enough or, you know, whatever is going on. So when you're stepping into that stage of I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to take my knowledge and I'm going to share it with other people. There's that fear that, well, who like who am I and what do I really know and what experience do I have? And I unfortunately also had people in my life who were like, what are you doing? Like you're, you're making, you know, like I make six figures a year as a nurse because I was in management. Why are you walking away from a solid career, you know, great pay, like all of that stuff, like you're, you're crazy. Or, you know, who are you to really say anything about that? What, because you experienced trauma, you think you're some kind of expert and it's, well, that and my education (laughs) makes me the expert. So I had to bow, I had to actually fight against people in my life. And especially when I started bringing in the other stuff like Oracle cards and doing readings and, you know, doing, um, doing stuff with the moon, because I do ceremonies with the full moon and the new moon. And I work I use that as my calendar. So when I started doing that, people were like, whoa, that's like really like, (laughs) what do you like? Who, where'd you go? Um, But I just had to have faith and reaffirm with myself that I just saw this vision 
And it was, it was almost when I had the understanding, I was like, I know what you have to do to heal because I've healed. I've been there and done that. I had that. I should make t-shirts, but you know, I've been there and I've been in the trenches and I've gotten out of it. And if I can't help somebody, then who really can help somebody, right? I've been to therapists who don't have any experience with trauma whatsoever. Well, you can read books all you want, but that doesn't give you the understanding of what it feels like to be woke up in the middle of the night with what I would call a black mare because I didn't have any memories of it. I have all these repressed memories. So I would just have the fear, all the feeling of fear, but no pictures. So somebody that doesn't, hasn't experienced that, they can't talk to you about what that actually feels like, but I can inherently know, I know what a panic attack feels like. I know what it feels like to feel like you're dying and to really think, sink into that feeling and know, but that's not what's happening. So I just, I think I just kept reminding myself you do know, and you do have the experience and you do have the knowledge. And if not you, then who is where I went instead of imposter syndrome, like why, who, who would trust you or why would anyone want to listen to you? It just became more along the lines of, if not you, then who, and that's just where I sat. I sat myself with that. And yeah, I've been a successful at everything else I've done. So I'll be successful at this too. I love it. Uh, that's a really good pr- way to look at it, right? If not you, then who? Because a lot of people have a lot of imposter syndrome, right, around, around being in business and doing this. And it's like, okay, well, first of all, nothing is truly unique, right? People will go to you because it's you doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So imposter syndrome is never like – everyone experiences it, but it's never made much sense to me yeah. because it's like who, 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 who actually cares that much? You know, yeah. who are you to be doing this? You are you. You're whoever you want to be. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, if not you, then who else? Maybe yeah. someone else, but like no one's going to do it the way you're going to do it. And yeah. so I think that is incredibly powerful that you you took that mindset and you decided to run with it. And now, you know, you're changing lives, which I think is amazing. But uh, Tanya, I think we could probably talk about all of this for hours, but I want to make sure I respect your time and the time of our listeners. And so I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today and being such an incredible guest. For people who are interested in you and in the work that you're doing, where can they find out more about you? So I'm all over social media, either through Tanya Baldwin RN, and you'll see it as it's linked to my company, which is Mind, Body, Spirit, Healthy Self. And that's the, what came to me in that eureka moment was, you know, you have to have all three components healthy to have a healthy self. It's not just a lot of us will focus on one stream. We're like, yeah, at the gym, working out, I'm healthy. But meanwhile, your mental health is not good or, you know, your spiritual health is non-existent. So, you know, that's, that's my whole premise is that it has to be all three areas. So mind, body, spirit, healthy self. I do have a webpage, which is www.mindbodyspirithealthyself.com. And like I said, on all the social media channels. So there it is. I encourage everyone listening to check all of that out in more detail. I'm going to have everything linked up in the show notes for you. And uh, Tanya, again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success. 
and we'll see you in the next episode.